0: Father, I pray for the message. I pray that you, Lord, I I can't do anything without you. I need your anointing and your grace, and I I receive it right now. And I thank you for your mission here at Grace Point, God. Open our ears to hear and our hearts to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 9 and just change my message. You know, it's really a shame and it's sad, and I'm not a... I'm not here today to uh, point fingers at the church. I'm not. I'm not here to correct the church at large. If I'm going to correct anybody, I'll correct myself. I'm not here to criticize. But I got some things to say. It is a shame for people to come in the house of God and to leave just as bound when they came in as when they leave. Amen? Jesus paid a price. We're going to take communion today. And if you didn't get set free during the prayer, when you take communion, I want you to get free. Now, there's no condemnation if you're sick or something attacks your body. Did you realize that sickness and, and bondage, that is the condemnation? Did you know that? You're not under condemnation. If, if, if someone uh, is bound by a devil, you're not under condemnation. That is the condemnation. And sickness is the condemnation. It's a judgment against sin. But Jesus came to take the curse, the Word of God says. We're going to talk about it. He came to relieve us. I believe that God wants you free, and I'm tired of sickness. I've been hacking a little bit this week myself, and I can't stand it. I don't like it. In fact, I'll go one step further. I hate it. I hate sickness. It's my enemy. I treat it as an enemy. I believe sickness is an enemy. Jesus attacked it like it was an enemy. He never patty kicked with it. He never made friends with it. He never said, God's trying to teach you a lesson. Not one time did the Lord ever say, God is trying to teach you a lesson. That's why you're sick. He said, come out. Or he said, be healed. And I want us, and look. If we ever pray for you and, and something happens where you don't realize you're healing, again, you're not under condemnation. We're for you. We're not judging you. If you pray and you leave, so we're not judging you. We're not against you. We're not mad at you. One of the things that happen when you pray for the sick, sometimes when someone doesn't get healed and then they feel like they've done something wrong and they get under condemnation and that's not my, that's not my thought. That's not how I think. But on the other hand, I believe 100% that God wants you to be free. If you were bound by a spirit of lust, and you walked in this door, and you heard the gospel, let say a spirit of lust. How many believe lust is wrong? Anybody? Anybody here think it's good to be filled with lust? I don't think so. How many think greed is good? You have a spirit, you're greedy. Think that's good? You came in and you're greedy? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you came in greedy and you left generous? wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you came in with a spirit of lust and you left the Church of God with purity of heart? That's the power of Jesus. He does it by grace. He sets us free by grace. You can't earn it, you can't deserve it. When you come before the Lord, He will give you a gift of righteousness. He will set you free. If you want to be free, Jesus has already set you free, and He will set you free. Come on, someone say, Amen. Jesus said, you're going to know the truth, and what's going to happen? The truth will set you free. There was a lady that came to Jesus, I'm going to go to Luke 9, stay with me. There was a lady that came to Jesus, and uh, she had a, a, a problem in her back, King James had a string in her back, and she was bowed over, and she had gone to the doctors, and she couldn't get healed. Jesus didn't give her a sermon and lecture her, he just looked around and he said, shouldn't this daughter of Abraham, whose Satan has bound 18 years, who bound her? Satan. Whose daughter is she? Abraham's father of faith, covenant of faith, a blessing of God comes on the children of Abraham. Whether you realize this or not, we should be, and we are, under the blessing of God. Don't make me prove it. In Galatians 6, uh, chapter 3, verse 14, it says, We all receive the blessings of... Come on, guys. Abraham, we're all under the blessings of Abraham because you are the daughters of Abraham. One of these blessings, when Jesus saw this woman, he said, "Shouldn't she be free? She's the daughter of Abraham." And there was a demonic spirit in her back. Anybody believe the Bible? I have people say I believe it all. I believe every word of that. Well, I said, "Are you casting out devils? Are you healing the sick? Are you feeding the poor? Are you clothing the naked?" You're visiting people in jail. You got love in your heart for people. Are are you bitter and full of judgment on everybody? Jesus did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. He said, if you reject my words, there's going to be someone that judges you in the last day. The words that I speak will judge you. But I didn't come here to judge you. I came to set you free. Did you know that? Jesus doesn't have a word of judgment for you right now. He doesn't. He came to say, if you reject his words, the scripture says his word will judge you in the last day. That's in John chapter 12. But he came to seek and save the lost. I love Jesus. I was talking to someone recently. We're going to get there. I was talking to someone recently. And uh, they were talking, they were listening. And this minister was a minister of condemnation. He's just condemning people, one sin after another. And I understand certain things are sinful. I'm against sin. And, But Jesus came to set sinners free, and the thing that always blessed me about Jesus is how he sat down and he ate with sinners. He wasn't afraid he was going to get affected by them. He wasn't afraid what was on them was going to get on him. He wanted to get what was in him on them. Amen? Well, we can bump shoulders with the worst of them. I, I got Jesus in my jersey. How about you? Anybody else? I got Jesus in my jersey. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is in me. I'm not bragging. You, how about you? You full of the Holy Spirit? If you're not, we'll do another altar call. We'll line you all up and we'll make sure you are full of the Holy Spirit cuz you need to be full of the Holy Spirit so we can My message was going to be on the mission of Jesus or the purpose of the church or building the church, but we'll we'll, we'll get back to that. The message I want to preach to you today is that the God of the Bible, the God and Father of Jesus is still alive. And this Word of God is still true. And I don't mean condemning people for their sins. I mean the Word of God that has power to set people free. If you're oppressed by any sin today, Jesus right now will set you free if you repent. Just turn away from it. I'm done drinking. I'm, I'm done Whatever it is, if you just turn away from it and let God touch you, I'm telling you, if you're sincere with God, He'll be sincere with you. But it's beyond that, the Lord healed physical bodies, and that's why we have people come up and get prayer. A word of knowledge, which the Lord gives me for people, that it's just to help you to know, when I have a word of knowledge, that is to help you to know that God wants to heal you. That's what they're for. They're not a thing where you're you know, just doing something for fun. It's a word of knowledge to say, God knows what you got, and He wants to bring healing into your life. He wants to heal you. One of the missions of the church, it still is, it always was, it says in uh, Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that true? You know, something I noticed, and I'm talking about healing, I want to talk to you about healing Something I noticed is in the Old Testament, from the very beginning, God revealed Himself as a healer. How many knew that? In fact, one of God's names in Exodus 15, He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. Did you know that? That's everybody's name like Jesus is His name, the name of Jesus, it represents God. Jesus came and I said, I am Yeshua Rapha. I am the Lord that heals you. How many knew that? And he is the Lord that heals you. And he made a covenant of healing with his people. And you will see all the way from I am Jehovah. Look, if he said he's Jehovah Rapha, then he is Jehovah Rapha. Someone say amen. amen. All that's left is for us to believe it. Did he say Did he also say, I am Jehovah Jireh? Did anybody ever hear that? Do you believe that? Jehovah Jireh means, I am the God that provides for you. Do you believe that? Well, if he's the God that provides for you and you believe that, surely you believe he is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that heals our bodies, and Jesus doesn't want us oppressed. You know, one of the things, the reason a lot of times we as Christians walk in so much physical oppression. You know, there is so much on TV, and I get it, and so much in that you turn TV on, and they tell you it's cold season, right? And, And immediately, because we've been brainwashed by the devil, we've been under the lies of the devil, we've been under his kingdom, we get a sniffle or something comes on us, and we start, I must be getting the flu. I must be getting sick. We talk just like Jesus never said, I am the Lord that heals you. We watch too much TV. We listen to too much what the world says. You guys okay? You happy? I'm happy. I feel bold because I'm sick of sickness. It's a torment to you. God, the, the, the Word of God says, stay there in Luke 9 because we're going to turn over to Psalms chapter, chapter 103. I want to ask you again how many believe the Bible's the Word of God. Yes. Now, look, if you're sick or something, don't hide. Get your get your your kerchief out and go ahead and blow your nose or do I don't care. I'm not no more than I would care if you smoke cigarettes or something. I'm not gonna I mean, I hope you don't, but I'm not gonna lambast you for it. I'd like to see you get off of it. But no one's putting you in condemnation because you're something I want to see you get set free. That's my only desire. If you don't care about it and you don't mind, well, that's fine. But I mind, I'm tired of it. In Psalms 103, the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. My soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget His what? What are they? Yeah, a benefit is something that you get benefit from, from knowing God. It's a benefit. The most important thing, and I really believe this, the most important thing is you're on fire, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're serving God, right? That's what's loving God with all your heart and loving your neighbor as yourself, that is the most important thing. And in fact, if you're loving God and you're loving your neighbor with all your heart, you're doing what you should be doing, amen? That's the most important thing, but when we love God with all our heart, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, the Bible says there are benefits, and someone should be shouting at me. At least one person should be shouting at me. It says, my soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. What's that next part say? Now, does he or doesn't he? say it again it's not a message of condemnation i had covid worse than anybody when it came around three years ago i don't know why i got it i fought that thing i was talking to the lord about it i've been sick before i've struggled with stuff so i'm not trying to throw some condemnation on you if you're struggling with something what i want to do is build your faith in the truth that jesus is a healer it's something that I fight tooth and nail in my own life to walk in divine health, because if Jesus fought against sickness, I'm going to fight against it too. If Jesus treated sickness like it was a devil, devil, I'm going to treat it like it was a devil. I'm going to rebuke it. And I, I got so much I could teach on it. He said, he heals all your diseases. And that word diseases there, by the way, in the Hebrew, it means Diseases. Amen? Joe, what I want to do is encourage your faith. I had a thought today to preach on meditating in the Word out of Psalms 1 and Psalm 19 about meditating in the Word of God and taking down God's promises. One of the benefits of putting God first and making Jesus Lord of your life and selling out to Jesus, okay, if you've got things in your life that are off base, it's hard to believe the Lord, isn't it? for all of us. You know, if you and the Lord are having a controversy, you're doing something, it's not that God doesn't want to bring these things into your life, but if you're, if you're making Jesus Lord of your life, I'm not talking about perfectionism, but you're following God and you're following his plan for your life, your faith flourishes. But you know, if you have a controversy with the Lord, it's hard to, to believe these things, but they are promised to us. He says, he redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things, and your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, I've tried to believe for some ha- ha- hair based on that. hasn't worked for me yet. But it says, your youth is renewed like the eagles. It doesn't sound to me like the Lord is the one that's bringing the curse into your life. guys are awful quiet out there. It sounds to me like God wanted to redeem you from destruction, that He wanted to save your life from Satan. Okay, flip back to Luke chapter 9. I may be in the wrong church this morning. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I don't know why you'd do that. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, i got one of the school projects. they got these babies that cry all night. Teach you how to be a mom. Luke chapter 9. Summoning the 12, he gave them power and authority over what? Demons. Anybody believe in demons? I know for some of you, you're new in the word. I know it's hard for you to believe in the 21st century, in this atomic age, in the age of science, that there are demons. I'm just telling you, I've seen seen demons coming out of people. We've seen them here. Just coming right out of people. I've seen them really manifest where people do crazy and wicked things. A lot of times people don't know they've got demons. I've seen people so angry their their throat would pop. It's a a demon of anger, just their throat. You ever seen that? Just their throats popping. They're so angry. He gave them power over demons. and, And what else? And to heal or to cure diseases. He gave his followers for anyone that's bold enough to believe it. And I have to tell you, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. You want to get full of God if you're going to walk in this. but we have power to cure diseases. Now I pray myself, like I know just me and my faith, Adam, if I came and laid hands on you, there may not that, there's different ways to get healed, just on my faith alone. Just pray I could do that. I could pray for you just based on my faith alone, and we can do that. But I know that when we get anointed by the Holy Spirit, we allow the Spirit of God and the gifts of the Spirit to work in our life. We will see so many healings and so much deliverance in this last day, and God is releasing it, and He's about to increase the release of it in our country and in our lives. But we've got to go after it. We have to see that it is God's will will to heal your body under the new covenant. Chapter 10 of Luke, same thing, just flip over. So you say, well, that was just the original 12, that was just the original 12 apostles or the 12 disciples. Chapter 10 of Luke says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 or 70 others also, and he sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he was about to go. And he told him, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send workers out into the vineyard. Down to verse 9. He says, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. Do you see it? The kingdom of God is near you. This was 70 other or 72 others he sent out. So it doesn't sound like it was just the 12, does it? Does it? He had 72 others. And in fact, if you study the Bible out in Matthew chapter 28 and in Mark 16, Jesus commissioned the church to do the same thing. Amen? Amen. Now we can go after it or we can ignore it. Amen? Mm -hmm. But we're going to go after it because God wants you to be God wants you to be healed. I want to show you this, and I use this scripture. Flip over to Colossians chapter 1. I think maybe I charged out the gate too hard or something. You guys, you're just staring at me like I feel like I'm in an, another world here. Okay, good. Thank you. Because I could get fired up again if I just get any encouragement whatsoever. Not, not, I feel it. Guys, God wants us to be free. When you see someone that's poor, don't you want to help them? Honestly, don't you want to help them? Don't you? When you see your kid's sick, don't you want to heal them? Don't you want something good? If if you are evil, and I know when Jesus comes into your heart, you're not, but he was telling them, he says, if you are evil and you give good things to your kids, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those that ask him? Right? So, if you want your kids to be blessed, and you want your kids to prosper, you want them to do well, don't you think God wants you to do well? Do you know, and in, in, in Charlie, this used to be one of your favorite scriptures, you'd always say it, in Third John 2, it says, Beloved, I, I wish above all things, write this down, study it, meditate on it, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. Healing is a part of living in the kingdom of God. It is. You will never see Jesus where someone came to him ever. Mark it down. When someone tells you it's not, mark it down. You will never see Jesus when someone came to him turning anyone away that ever came to him for healing, not one. And you will see in the book of Acts that Peter and James and Stephen and Philip and Paul and the whole he Haw gang, back in the book, they all healed people. They announced the kingdom, kingdom of God is here. And then they proved it, they demonstrated it by what they did. You are the living letter of God. You are the demonstrator. You're the one that says, this is not just the religion. I'm not a Buddhist. I don't live by a philosophy only. I don't just have a religion. I just don't follow good moral principles, although you'll live better by accident following Jesus than you'll ever do under any religion. Amen? Amen? Amen. Jesus will put so much love in your heart, you just won't want to sin, and that's the key to not sinning. It's love. Letting Jesus put love in your heart for God first and for people. takes care of everything, but... But Jesus came more than to just give us a philosophy or a moral code. He came to give us a power of life, and it works by faith, faith in the Word of God, faith in God, and faith works by love, Love loving God and going after God. That's how it works. Look at this here, and I use this scripture a lot in Colossians. I'm just going to do it. Folks, we're in the kingdom of God. You are in the kingdom of God. You've been born again. Paul says in Colossians chapter 1. This is so powerful if you really get what he's saying. I know. I'm I'm being too loud, honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My preaching makes me cry sometimes too. She's okay, by the way. That's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to take her out. Verse 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share with the saints in light, the inheritance in the light. You have an inheritance. That's what he says. You have an inheritance. He says, who has rescued you from the dominion of what? Darkness. 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 You know the Word of God says that you're not in darkness. That's in Thessalonians. It says, You're not in darkness. Why do people fight so hard to live in darkness and, and their sin? Why would you do that? Why fight so hard for it? The Bible says, You're not in darkness. Do you know when Paul talks about Christians and non believers? I'm going to get back to this. Christians and non believers, he calls Christians light and he calls unbelievers darkness. He calls Christians righteousness and he calls unbelievers darkness. Unrighteousness. He calls Christians Christ and he calls unbelievers Belial. Belial, the devil. No, don't be sorry. Belial. There's a difference when you're saved, and look at this see, you've been translated out of the dominion of darkness and you've been transferred into the kingdom of the Son he loves. You're in the kingdom of God. And your sons and daughters of abraham and you have all the rights and privileges that a son and daughter has all we have to do is burrow in and dig in And get to know him now if you're not hungry for it or you're just a casual believer you probably god loves you and i love you and i'll man i'll hang out with you i love you but you'll probably never really walk in all that god has for you because this is such a treasure jesus said the kingdom of god is a man that found a treasure and it was in a field and he sold everything he had and he went and bought that treasure in the field everything he said man this is so valuable this is so good everything i have Talent, he sold always Bitcoin, took always silver and gold. He sold his house and he went and bought that field because the kingdom of God was in that field. He said it's like a pearl of great price. He said he took all his small pearls, everything he had. He sold everything he had and he went out and bought that one pearl of a great price. If your eyes are really open to what Jesus did for us and what he did in his covenant, we're going to take communion today. I'm going to show you that, I'm going to show you that healing is in communion. And and, and we're going to take communion. If you really knew what Jesus did for us in the kingdom when he transferred us into that kingdom, you would want to burrow into it. And if you understood just how good the good news was, number one, you wouldn't be messing around with the devil. You'd get as far from him as you could, and you would want to tell people. I went to a funeral yesterday, and it was so, I actually performed the funeral, my Aunt Bonnie, and I was so honored to do the funeral. She was a Christian woman. I'm telling you, we were shouting. I was so happy. We had, we cried, and we laughed, and we cried, and we laughed, because we knew that our Aunt Bonnie was in heaven. We knew that she had been transferred out, of, and we knew not only was she in heaven, uh, Sister Sonny, but she had lived as a Christian woman just like you. She was 91. Not, you're not 91. <laughs> Maybe Larry is. No, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. That's a, that's, that's a private joke. But she had lived a Christian life, everybody there knew it. It was just like when the saints come marching in. We were celebrating, although we were sad, especially her kids that she passed. It was so good. She had walked into full inheritance. She always served God. What a blessing that was because we knew we had that hope of eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to put our heads down in this world. I know things are bad out there. They've always been bad. It was worse in the Roman times. They were crucifying Christians on the Alpine Way. They were, had to cross a whole road for Christians being crucified. It hasn't come to that bad in the United States yet, has it? They were stealing people's profits, uh, property and confiscating their goods. They were chasing Christians from one city to the other. It's not got that bad here, has it? When they were thrown in jail, they were rejoicing and celebrating and praising God and shouting, shouting. And you, you, one day we're going to come into this church and there is going to be—I know I'm off topic—there is going to be an eruption in here of shouting because we're going to understand who Jesus is, who we are, and what God has done for us by His grace. Amen. If you get hungry for God and you know who you really are, the high privilege and call that God has on your life, you will never go back to old ways of living, ever. It is so beneath you. Sin is so beneath you. It's gross. Someone say sin is gross. Girl, some guy trying to get his hands on you, you ought to slap his face. So you don't even know who I am. I am a daughter of the king. Get your greasy hands off me. And not only that, I ain't marrying you. You old lust-filled devil. Jesus, bring me somebody else that has a little respect for who I am. Amen. I'm a daughter of the king, and my body's not for sale, and I ain't giving it to you. And if you're a gentleman, you wouldn't do it anyway. I'm not pointing at you, but if you're a gentleman... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know you got hormones, just put them in check. Take a cold shower. I'm just talking about who you really are. The Word of God says when you look in the mirror, you see Jesus. Did you know that? 1 Corinthians 13, 1 John chapter 3, when you look in the mirror, you see Jesus. When you look in the mirror, you see Jesus. That's a high privilege, isn't it? Now, I understand, and I preach it all the time, Larry, Sonny, all the time, that the, the vision is right here, and we're somewhere marching to it. Amen? We're, we're somewhere between where we are and where we're going to be, and I'm not mad at all or upset for where you are. I love when we go down and work with the homeless. I love the homeless people, everybody, right where they're at. My only disappointment is if you're content just to stay right there. You're just content to live in the lowlands, of Christianity struggle your whole life. We should be the most generous people in the world. We should be helping people. We should be the most loving people in the world. We should be reaching our hands out to people. We should have more hope. We should never be complaining like the world complains. Never catch us complaining about how bad things are. Are you kidding? You're a king. You're a king. You're a prince. You're a son of God. You are one. That Jesus is the son of God. You are a son of God. Keep your head up. You got a ring on your finger. You got, you know, you, you got a, a, a gospel cloak on you. You're, you got a cloak of righteousness on you. you. Keep your head up. Amen? Because you have been translated or rescued from the dominion of what? Darkness. Darkness. And you've been transferred into the kingdom. So you are citizens of the kingdom. And if I was you, I would start reading your Bible. And you may want to let go of some commentaries and things people are telling you. I would say, and it's, you can learn from a lot of people. I, I read a lot of people. I listen to people. I do. But you got to read your Bible and see what God says about you. You want to see what God says about your body. You want to see what God says about your future. You want to see what God says about your authority. Amen. I can praise the Lord. Flip over to First John chapter three. Then I'm going to get back to, I'm going to go to Galatians, and then I'm going to tip over to Isaiah, and we'll probably finish. First John chapter three. First John chapter three. Do you know you're loved by God? Jim, did you know that? You know he loves you. He's got your, he's got your picture right up there on his mantle. Picture of Jim Allison. See what great love the Father has given us. Come on now. See what great love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. What does that mean to you, that you're a child of God? That God's your father? What does that mean to you shouldn't that make your head pop up i don't mean proud i mean humble humble shouldn't that make your head pop up i'm a child of god i don't care what you say about me i mean i do sometimes but i shouldn't i'm not looking at anybody we shouldn't care we need we need to go and find out what god thinks about us you should get your integrity and your sense of identity by what god says about you god says you're a child of god And the reason the world doesn't know you is because it didn't know Him. Dear friend, we're God's children right now. And what we're going to be has not been revealed, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see Him as He is. And that goes perfectly with 1 Corinthians 13 where it says we look in the mirror and we see Jesus and we become transformed into his image, 2 Corinthians 3. We become, when we look at Jesus, we see who we are, 2 Corinthians 3, and we become transformed into his image. Isn't that beautiful? Okay. Talking about healing. God wants to bring healing to your body. I know we struggle with this. I know the church has struggled with it. A lot, a lot of it is because uh, we perish because of lack of knowledge we're not taught it people are afraid to teach it because of unbelief because we struggle in that area people get prayed for things don't happen so so they give up on it i am bound by the word of god to tell you the truth like we're so eager to tell people certain sins are wrong we love homosexuality rights a sin we know it's a sin Lot people are so eager sometimes to pound on that, they say that's the word of God. That's what the Bible says, and I believe the Bible, but that same person won't get a mile within a healing scripture. But that's what the Bible says. They won't get within a mile of Jesus ate with sinners. That Jesus was a friend of sinners. That Jesus came to seek and save sinners. Amen. Isaiah fifty three. Let's 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 you guys with me? You guys with me? I'm almost done. I, I got a couple more and I'm almost done. Okay. Isaiah chapter 53. I'm talking about healing. I'm talking about freedom. I'm talking about deliverance. You're sick, you got something wrong with you, you're not under condemnation by God. I never understood why people thought, well, I feel so condemned. I never felt condemned. When I, when I get sick or something happened to me, I just want to press in more. I say, God, what's wrong? It makes me hungrier. Right? It makes me hungrier. Whenever I have something in the Bible that I see and I'm not walking, how many of you never witness? You feel condemned about that? Hmm? You do? <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is we're very selective what we choose to be condemned. The goal of Jesus is right up here. You know, all these things but some people say, well, no, don't be condemned. Press into it. Learn what the Bible says. Turn away from your unbelief in it and start believing what the Bible says. In Isaiah 53 and verse 4, and this is going to be a little different than King James because King James translates it wrong. A lot of your modern translations get it right, and I'll prove to you that this is the CSB. He says, yet... He himself bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains, but we in turn regarded him as stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion. He was crushed on behalf of our iniquities, our punishment, for our peace. It was upon him, and by, it says, and we are healed by his stripes. Or my, mine says wounds. Now that word for your King James says griefs and uh, sorrows, right? That word is actually sicknesses and pains. And I'm going to prove it to you. Flip over to Matthew 8:17, real quickly. And it is. If you look it up in Hebrew, please look it up in the Hebrew, because it's it is, it is sickness and pains. The Hebrew word's chloe for pains. In Matthew 8:17. Well, I'll go back to 16 because it's also good. Look, look at Jesus. Look what Jesus did. When evening came, they, were brought, they brought him to many who were demon-possessed. Are there still people demon-possessed? Yeah. Don't you think they need those demons cast out of them? Why not you start casting them out of people? Why can't you? Yeah, the only way we can't, and this is, this is my experience, and sometimes when I feel condemned right? When I'm feeling condemned, I run from a devil. I don't get around them, right? But as long as I'm walking in faith and knowing that I'm right with God through Jesus, I got power over devils. Amen. Only when I'm feeling condemned is when, when, when I can't. Because Why should you feel condemned? Whatever it is in your life that's making you feel condemned, get rid of it today. Just pitch it, right? Today, right? Why would you let anything stand between you and walking in the Lord's full authority in your life? Get rid of it. Okay, I'll just read that. Jesus went into Peter's house and saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And then she got up and began to serve him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed all the what? Did he do it or didn't he? He did it. And he did it with the word, the same words you got. You want to know the word? You You can start practicing it. Here, you ready? I want you. All, I want us all to practice it. Come out. Come out. Say it right, right. Come out. Come out. Can you do it? Come out! come out. And for good measure, say in Jesus name. In Jesus name. <laughs> if you're walking without condemnation, and some I've seen demons growl at me when I said that to them. I've seen people panting, getting hot. Pam and I had a lady in our car. We told the devil to come out. She started barfing out the back door. Demons were coming out of her. Remember that, Pam? Over there in Newark, this lady was puking. And as soon as we said, the Spirit, what really happened is the Spirit of God got in our car and filled our car, had nothing to do with Brad Kittle. Who am I? I'm just the son of God. It's the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that you have. Amen. The Holy Spirit came in our car. It wasn't me. And I got in there and we just said, come out. And she started boom, barfing everywhere. She apologized. Don't worry about it. We know what's going on. Her name was Nikki. The same word that Jesus used, you can use. The same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus. You got the same Holy Spirit in you? Yes. Amen, you do. Okay. So this was spoken through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53:4, that it might be fulfilled. He himself took our pains and carried our what? diseases or sicknesses doesn't it say that it's quoted in isaiah 53 4 jesus was fulfilling the prophecy in isaiah 53 4 and just study it out he was fulfilling the fact that he was healing diseases and curing people of their pains because he loved people he loved people he cared about people the people that could not be healed were always religious people because they opposed Jesus. The common people came to him gladly. Okay, you want one more scripture or it's five till five till. One more? Who can who can handle one more? Okay, one more. Then I'm gonna shout and scream and then I'll close the service. So James chapter five. This wasn't at all my message today. I'm just tired of sickness. I'm sick I'm sick of sickness. I'm sick of you being sick and I want to believe with you. I want to pray with you. I want to believe God James 5, we're going to start with verse 13. This is really going to rattle you unbelievers. It's really going to shake you up. I'll say it again. If you've got something wrong in your body, Jesus ain't condemning you. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to set you free. Make it your goal to believe the Bible. There's so much I don't walk in. Regina, there's so much I don't walk in, but it's my goal to walk in it. Amen. Amen. Okay, verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? They should sing praises. Get it, read it. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Is anyone among you sick? Now, what does he tell them to do? We did it today. We got a couple elders up here praying. Believe you, believe you received it. Don't struggle in your mind. Don't try to believe, just believe. That's what the Lord told me over here. He says, Brad, don't try to believe. Just just relax. Just believe. You're a believer. You got a believing spirit. Just believe. Quit trying to struggle in your mind. Just believe me. I'm telling you fibromyalgia, and I'm telling you this. Don't struggle to believe. Just believe. Okay, Lord, that's what I'll do. You're smarter than me. All right. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of Jesus. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick or save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if you've committed sins, they will be forgiven. Woo! Doesn't it say that? Does it say it works for Baptists? Yeah. Does it work for Presbyterians? Yep, you got some elders. It's the prayer of faith that'll save the sick. And if you'll believe, I'll believe. If you'll stand, I'll stand. I'll lay my hand on you. A lot of times the reason we don't get results is we piddle paddle on this and we don't honor the Lord in our preaching and teaching on this so he can't act on it. If I was up here and told you, well, think about this. One sec, think about it. Be logical in your brain. Be logical. If I was up here and I told you, well... There are some sins that the Lord knows that you'll never really stop doing. Right? What if I told you that? There are certain sins that you'll never overcome. You're just a sinner, and you'll never overcome lust. You know, God understands. I wouldn't get many people getting set free from sin, would I? Would I? No, I would not, because I'd be giving you an excuse just to stay in your sin. Jesus didn't give people an excuse to stay in their sin. Paul said, you're dead to sin. Amen. Amen. Paul said, you're dead to sin. Believe it and it'll work in your life. So when we start believing the same thing for healing and we don't give excuses to ourselves about it, we'll see more results. People don't preach it. We got to preach it. We got to believe it. God doesn't want you in pain like that. Amen. So when we call for prayer and I'll preach on healing some more, I was actually going to preach on something else today and eventually I'm going to preach on giving, Uh, but, but, um, When we call for prayer and come up, if if you will believe, get in the Word of God. And I can give you a list of scriptures. We're going to have a couple testimonies coming up in February with a couple people that got healed of major diseases, impossible diseases, and they were healed because they trusted God. We're going to walk in this as a church, but my greatest desire is that you will go out and you will lay hands on people. I don't care. If I had a leg and it was crimped... (laughs) I would still want to go out and pray with people that had a bad... In fact, I'd make me want to pray for people with bad legs even more. Amen? If my leg, I couldn't walk and I was limping, I'd go look for people that had limpy legs and I'd pray for all of them. I would. If I was struggling with some temptation, I'd find out as many people as I knew that had that temptation and I'd go lay hands on them. I'd go pray for them. Amen? Come on. And I want to encourage you to get this stuff in your spirit. You God believe that's the Word of God? Do you believe it's the Word of God? How can you argue with James chapter 5? How can you argue with that? It's, it's, it, how can you argue with it? The prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. We're going to see a lot of people raised up and healed Amen. and delivered. We are. And as your pastor, and, and I'm, I'm promising you, I am pressing into this stuff. I am pr- I'm, not going to re- I'm not going backwards on it. I'm pressing into it. God wants a holy people, Spirit, soul, and body. Ken talked about this morning, and I'm going to pray and end the service. Ken talked about this morning how that in the last days we're going to walk in the power of God, so much so that the Jewish nation will be jealous of Christians because of God's anointing and power on our lives. Now, we're all saved by grace through faith. We're all at a certain place in our walk with God. We're all at different places. I love, I know know God loves every one of you because I love every one of you. No matter where you're at in your walk, I love you. I'm not down on you, I'm for you. And I know God's for you. But there is gonna be a, a people that understands that there is a treasure in a field that's worth selling out for. And I want those that believe the gospel to sell out for it. Anything that's distracting you from it, keeping you from it, pitch it. Amen? Amen. All right. I better, I better stop. It's 12.02. Anybody get anything out of that? Two people. One guy did back there. One here. Great to couple. Okay. Yes. Uh, come on up. Yeah, we're going to pass out. Elders, come on up. Let's pass out communion. Thanks, Ken. I knew I should have quit five minutes ago.